it turns out. Um, hi. Hi. How are you? This is Nerdy Nuggets. I'm Benji. And it is I, Renata. Hello. It is I, Renata. <laughs> Today we're talking about Pixar's newest film, Soul. <laughs> But first, let's get into some mini nuggets. I've been really bad about thinking of mini nuggets beforehand. Me too. <laughs> Recently, um, I did want to mention that. So Chris Fleming, um, he's a comedian on YouTube and he's very funny. I my dream is for him and Ninja Sex Party to do some kind of a collab because they, be they both do like comedy music. Yeah. Um, but he also does just, like, regular comedy as well. And I finally got around to watching Show Pig, his, like, full special yes. on YouTube. And it's very funny, and I yeah. highly recommend it. It's great. He's great. Yeah, he's Love super it. funny. I also, one of my favorite videos of his, like, sort of manic in the car little comedy rants. Yeah. Is his one about adventure families, because living in a place like we do, there's a lot of adventure families so around, many. and it was very relevant to me. Very. <laughs> Yeah, his his uh, unique take on humor is yes. very fun and interesting. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of great songs. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> I saw the trailer. <laughs> 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 I saw the trailer uh -huh. for season five of Riverdale, and it's oh. shocking that it's still going. But oh. I don't think at this point you could pay me to watch Riverdale. I'm. I'm proud in that I've never seen any of it, and I'd like to keep it that way. Um, I've seen hilarious clips, but yes. I've never actually watched the show myself. I have such a dear place in my heart for the Archie comics. Oh, yeah. So, no, I like I like the Archie yes. realm. I just don't like Riverdale. When, when they announced Riverdale, I was like, sure, I'll have to watch that at some point. I was hearing some rumblings about how stupid it was, uh -huh. and then I got in a relationship with a, uh individual who was really into Riverdale, and so I was mm -hmm. like, I'm I gonna guess watch I, it. I guess I have to watch Riverdale now because <laughs> this guy and I don't have anything in common <laughs> so I try to like force uh -huh. uh, a common interest a common interest <laughs> um but yeah the trailer for season five came out and oh my god what do they it's do? set seven years into the future uh-huh where Betty joins the FBI what Jughead becomes a writer Veronica okay, that one's not so shocking. No, Veronica gets married and uh -huh. Archie joins the army. There's a war going on. There's a war. Archie's in the war. So, okay, now there is one of the spin-off comics. Yes. One where they're like in the army. So are they like yes. shifting it into this comic universe where the, they're like in the army? The thing that doesn't work about this is this world... I mean, that was, I think, supposed to be them in like World War II or something yeah, like that. There's some like... Sabrina does it a little bit better where it's like, what time period do we exist in? Yeah. Riverdale, it's like, things look retro, but I'm pretty sure this is modern. And yeah, so like, what war? Yeah, and then... <laughs> what specific war is this? One episode, we have Veronica, like, on, like, deciding she's going to be a stripper and singing, um, <laughs> my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Uh -huh. And then the next season, Archie's in the war. Okay. I'm like, what is your war scenario, Riverdale? Riverdale was like, what if we jump the shark in by like episode three or something, just we've, season one? We've jumped 50 sharks. And now that shark is in the army. <laughs> I just, it's so, 
annoying because it's just like i love these characters but the show like, just why did you do this and it's like i feel like at this point there is almost a level of self-awareness where they're just trying to be as absolutely wild as possible because that's what riverdale is like known for now is being ridiculous and the thing is is it doesn't say in the text i just saw the twitter post uh-huh. it doesn't say anywhere that this is the final season but i sure hope it would be maybe he'll die it wouldn't end the show <laughs> suddenly no, it would it just wouldn't. become like either jughead or it would be yeah. like jelly bean his sister <laughs> suddenly <laughs> taking over everything and she's a mafioso yeah i just i love how half of the people you mentioned got like sort of normal like stories like oh this one got married this one became a writer and the other two were like i joined the fbi and i'm in the army it's just it's a lot it's a lot for the show that started off just being like kids in high school and oh there might be a serial killer in town that was understandable yeah that's like my mom recently watched that hardy boys um series they did which was more of like a mini series and yeah. that was like that's like the, a good way to do that where it's just a quick, like, not very many episodes. It wraps up a plot. It doesn't get, like, dragged out oh, yeah. into nonsense. I'm always still kind of worried that something like that is going to happen to Stranger Things in some kind of way, that they're going to hit a point where it's like, okay, you need to wrap this up now. But, yeah. like, Riverdale's on a whole other level. Yeah. It's and, like, insane. I couldn't even really get into Sabrina. So, like, Riverdale's on another level for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really like the idea of Sabrina, but then, like, when I try to watch it, I, I don't care. My tolerance for like YA TV series has become incredibly low. Yeah. I love YA book series, but for some reason, once it becomes like, like that new Winx series and stuff, or just like any of these kind of like teenage, like focused TV series, I just, the amount of BS I can handle for them becomes zero. Um, And then our final mini nugget, we're talking about ContraPoints. We just got really yeah. into her. I don't know why I've never heard of her before. I saw her name pop up in the internet when she was canceled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, So I just heard about her through the grapevine. And uh-huh. I was like, I don't know what a ContraPoints is. Yeah. What is? I didn't know if it was like a YouTube channel of multiple people. Uh-huh. Um, but It does kind of sound like it could be. Right. ContraPoints is uh, this YouTuber. Her name is Natalie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just does these really fun video essays a la Jenny Nicholson and Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. Um, but with wonderful costuming. Oh, my God. <laughs> all of her outfits. And she's just so funny and she charismatic. Is. And she's very good at... She could be talking about something very serious and then say something absolutely hilarious and it never feels out of place. Yes. Her most recent video uh, goes into the whole J.K. Rowling situation. Yes, which is very interesting to actually hear from the perspective of a trans person and not just people kind of talking for for them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I really really enjoy her channel i've been really getting into it yeah and she is someone who i find very interesting because she like we said got canceled quote at one point yeah and she did a video about being canceled and just kind of about cancel culture in general and why it's really kind of messed up and doesn't really accomplish what it's what it is said to accomplish and does honestly a lot more harm than good. And it's like, you hear that sometimes and it's easy to just go like, oh, well, of course the person being canceled, like wants to say canceling is bad. But this is actually like a very well-structured case study of why. Mm-hmm. And I think it will actually like, it, it is a good perspective to take. And I really recommend that video. Yeah, seriously, check it out. Um, 
it's really really good really informative i also really love her video about cringe cringe that one was really interesting and wild and she was talking about things in internet history that i had never even heard of yeah i apparently just completely missed and had no knowledge of whatsoever Mm -hmm. if you're into that kind of video check it out Welcome to Question Corner. Uh, we got a response. I put out a, a message online saying we were going to watch Soul. And then we got a response from one of our viewers at Javanadon online, D-J-A-V-A-N-A-D-O-N. And he asks, so after the pandemic is over and things are safe, is there anything you want to do that you otherwise couldn't or didn't have desire to otherwise? I want to travel and visit my friends I made over quarantine. That kept me sane. Anyways, you all are amazing. Uh, definitely for me, it's just like, I want to play D&D again yeah. with our friends. I just want to like, even our local friends yeah. that haven't been able to like, you know, meet up in, in groups and stuff. I'm just looking forward to the like, to being able to be like, hey, let's all go to this thing. Let's all, let's all go to Evermore again. Yeah. Let's all hang out. Let's have a sleepover. Let's get together and play board games let's you know go to the next town over or something or just i'm also just (laughs) looking forward to like the ease of being able to do things again yeah of like of everything not having like 30 additional new steps in Mm. it would be great i'm not a big traveler anyway so it's not like i've been like man i just can't wait to get back to australia yeah (laughs) Uh, but but i am looking forward to just being able to like do even small activities again Mm -hmm. thank you for the question javon thank you and let's get back to the episode. Say it's all right. Say it's all right. It's all right. Have a good time. Cause it's all right. Oh, it's all right. Now listen to the beat. Going into this movie, I was very hesitant hesitant yeah little, i was too a little perturbed i mean i wasn't as much when i actually went into it because at that point you had already watched it mm-hmm. so you told me it was good yes i was just very concerned because i am a huge pixar stan yes i love everything pixar um most things pixar uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about cars um <laughs> But I really love the studio, and I when I saw Coco, I was like, yes, 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 yes. I love the art style. Mm-hmm. I love the story from a different culture. I love learning about other people's mythology yeah. and how they perceive the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And then after Coco, the trailer for Onward came out, and my initial impression of Onward was, oh, I hate this. Yeah. Because I was like, really? We just got Coco. Uh-huh. We're doing another movie about death. Yeah, and it just, it's so hard to tell. And it always feels like with these movies, they're just going for the, like, up. Like, yes. give me those tears, baby. Pixar is the most notorious animated studio for that because they know how to work the audience. Yeah. They're, in they're the emotional working level. for that Oscar bait. They are. <laughs> and I saw Onward and was like, never mind i love this story i was wrong i was wrong i love these characters i love the message and then the trailer for soul came out and i was like 
Oh no. Okay. Another movie potentially about death. And this time one of the main characters is a pre-born fetus baby soul. It was a little alarming. My my hesitance was that I had never noticed that trend of that, like, especially with like Disney movies and stuff, that whenever they have like a black led movie, they get like turned into something. And you pointed that out to me and I thought about it. I was like, oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, there's <laughs> the, the pigeon place. and the frog. Yeah. And there's other ones. Too. Brother bear. Brother bear. Yeah. Just people or, of color in general. Yeah. So. So you pointed that out to me and I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And then the soul trailer came out and I was like, are they, oh, no, are they going to do it again? Are they doing it again? Are they going to have this like black man who's the main character, but then he's just like a little soul blob the yeah. whole time? And it, I was. I was very like pleased to find out that it actually the trailer was slightly misleading in that way. It He's was. really not a little soul blob for the majority of the movie. No. He does get turned into something, but it's a little different because like he is still there with his body. They've just had kind of a Freaky Friday esque yeah. kind of thing. So it's not like you're not seeing these human characters. He does become a cat for a while and it is funny. It is funny. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And he isn't a cat for a super long time either. No, they do a lot of jumping around between yeah. forms and stuff. Um, so the movie was directed, co-directed by Kent Powers, who is a, um, black writer in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And this was his like big passion project, his story he wanted to make. And I think it is important, um, if you want to look into reviews, I think looking at reviews of, um, black people's perspective on soul is like super valid and important. Yeah. So look at those. This is just our review. Um, yeah, because like as a movie, just on its own, regardless of anything else, I just thought it was a really good movie. It's really <laughs> good. I we're, we'll get into it more, but the the overall message of this movie is super important, and I feel like Joe is like a really great character. Yes, I really like that he's just like this normal guy. Yeah, he's a music teacher. Yeah. He's like down on himself, and that has relevance to the entire summary of the story itself. Yes, it would like it wouldn't work. If it wasn't being led by just this average person. And some of the most unique animation. Oh, yes. I've seen in a while. I was like at times absolutely enchanted by the visuals of this movie. Everything. Especially like the little squiggly people. Yes. All these sort of like employees of the pre-life universe. Yeah. Whatever they may be. They're just Um, cosmic beings. I find them so interesting looking they really remind me of something every time I see them and like the music they would play when they were in this sort of like soul world. Yeah. It just really created this not like not scary, but slightly eerie atmosphere that was just like, it felt very otherworldly, which fits so well with what this was supposed to be. I'm glad that um, it didn't deal with the afterlife. It dealt with the before. Yeah. But I also really appreciate that they didn't make it all like, perfect mm-hmm. um when you see these creatures these beings yeah. um the fact that it's just like kind of ominous yes because you can't they're like yeah your your dumb human brain can't fully comprehend us so this is as easy as it's gonna get yeah that they really are like outside of human comprehension and this is just kind of how they're appearing it's really to them. cool and i loved how when the little he's sort of like it's like a mouse kind of squiggle guy or something he looks like a mouse to me oh terry yeah terry um when he goes down to earth i love the way he moves around oh yeah the line how yeah he, like, 
separates. Yeah, and he'll like show up in signs and like running through like street lines and stuff. And it's this kind of like interesting like contrast between the colors. It's really cool. So when we were watching it, they're very interesting because their design, I read it differently. Uh huh. Because you were like, oh, they're like a mouse. But I saw it like a nose and the 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 circle was their bun. Oh, will you pull up a picture of them actually? Because I kind of I don't really entirely remember what he looks like now. But also because we were just talking about him, I looked them up and they're played by a woman. Oh yeah. So I don't know if there's what their gender is supposed to well, be. Well, I anything. kind of took the Jerry's like they're all called Jerry, and except for Terry. Except for Terry, yeah. but he's like different. He's yeah. sort of slightly different. He has like a different job. Um, oh, it says she. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're called Jerry's. And they all have, some of them have sortly, sort of more feminine sounding voices. Others are more masculine. Yeah, he just looks like a mouse to me. Yeah, I could see her <laughs> like, looking like a mouse. Or she, yeah. Um, I don't I just read her as a mouse because yeah. I, I took this to be like her little mouse nose and her little mouse That's ear. That's cute. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, and she's like, like ratatouille to me. Yeah, ratatouille. <laughs> the Jerry's were kind of genderless. Yeah. Because they're not humans, so, mm-hmm. like, it wouldn't really make sense for them to necessarily have gender. I kind of wish they, like, delved into that more, because mm-hmm. all the souls could be genderless. Yeah. Technically. Def- but, like, they definitely had to focus on one element. They did. So... <laughs> they were working with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about this movie is ever since um, he who should not be named <laughs> left Lassie. Pixar... Oh, Lassie. Bad Lassie. <laughs> bad, bad. Oh <laughs> um, once he left, I feel like it opened, like, the studio has completely transformed mm-hmm. where every single project now, the character designs are a lot more unique. Yes. From movie to movie, they have... All, they become like, a lot less cookie cutter. Yeah, they have different art styles. I feel like... And I just feel like plot-wise, they have branched out so much. So much. I feel like... I wonder if part of why they have been able to break away from just the like, and here's the sad tearjerker moment in the same way... Yeah. ...is also partially because they're just kind of breaking out of this box they were yes. in. They're getting a lot more people in, in the, into the studio with the um, Pixar creative projects where they have these like unique short films on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. For Soul, I just really liked that all the faces, all the characters, mm-hmm. they looked like uh, fair caricatures or like yeah. amusement park characters. Yeah, that's true. Like character artists. Kind like, of exaggerated features. Yeah. Um, everyone was like super all the face shapes were super different mm-hmm. like the opening scene when they're in the school in yeah. the music classroom all the kids uh-huh. look very unique yeah um i like that a lot about this movie joe gardner's face he's uh <laughs> i like the way they designed him he just has like this like his head kind of shaped like a squash uh-huh. but he has these like super endearing eyes yeah um the hair in this movie oh yeah in ge- just like talking about how it looks again yeah I so many times just found myself looking at details. Oh, for real. Oh my gosh. Which is funny because that's also plot wise, like 22 is experiencing life and is like, just, just like stopping to smell the roses basically. And acknowledge just like the beauty of everyday stuff. And so that because the movie looked so good and you're like, wow, look at those leaves. Look at the texture on the sidewalk. Look at the pizza. The yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like the hair, the, the fabric. Like. Yes, Pixar food, especially the pizza in this movie. Yeah. 
it's it's hitting that Ghibli level yeah. of like, oh my gosh, that mm-hmm. looks so good. Ever since the good dinosaur, Pixar's backgrounds are insane. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, that's real. Uh-huh. I'm very alarmed by this because there's just these animated characters in the real world. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. I really love... Um trying to pick like a favorite character like 22 is probably kind of a favorite just because like i relate to that character so much oh yeah um i was like oh this is me i'm starring in this film i feel like Um, a lot of people our age yes really really this was a very like needed message yeah um i also i think maybe one of my favorites is um the barbershop guy Des. I, Des. I really love Des. Everyone online loves him too. I love I love <laughs> Joe's mom. Yes, Joe's and, mom. And the ladies that work in her her shop as well. Yes. So uh, I forget all of their names. Connie, Melba. I'm looking at the list and I forget all the characters' names, so forgive me. But uh, his mother's friend who has the little bob haircut. Yeah. And she has the gla- the yeah. round glasses. She is so fun. Uh-huh. Genuinely, like, one of the biggest laughs in the movie was yes. her just like, Joe, where's my kid? Yeah. <laughs> and 22 is just like, okay. Mwah. <laughs> the little Come back if you want to kiss me again. The little downturned expression while looking up yeah. at Joe, like, I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> They're fabulous. Yeah. I love them so much. Um, yeah, so many great characters. And I really love 22. 22 yes. has so much soul yeah <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Oh, oh we did it oh we did it. i did it 22 is a really great character and so not alarming in the same way when i first saw the trailer like uh, pre-humans yeah. do not feel like weird like babies baby or f- fetuses no. or anything because they're not humans yet they're just they're like an essence yeah they're a vibe they're a vibe <laughs> <laughs> where am i Hell, 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 hell. You've been summoned to the house of vibes for your vibe check. 22 was alarming in a different way. Just because of the connotations. The, the connotations of the soul. It's number 22. It's been around since probably the beginning yeah, of the Yeah, because they were, they're like, you know, naming off some of the other souls that are getting, pe- like, paired up with people. And they're in, like, the billions. Billions. And this is 22, which means that, like, because at first it's kind of, like, jokey. Like, oh, this soul has been matched up with, like all of these influential people from history and none of them have been able to get through to them yeah and and it seems like like oh that's funny it's like you know they just can't graduate or something and then you're like you think about it and you're like this soul has been here not moving not being able to like to find a desire to live and become a human for billions and billions of years probably mm-hmm. who knows i don't know like it's, how long has this been going on when, when 22 is like or billions of souls i mean like yeah. they've just been so many more have come after them mm-hmm. and um when 22 is like just give me your spiel so yeah. you could go back to or go to the afterlife mm-hmm. and i can continue living my non-life i'm like that's upsetting <laughs> yeah you feel like um their soul would almost have a harder time like grasping human life i mean Uh like they say like once you're born you forget everything you're starting fresh and new so they wouldn't remember but they're literally the definition of an old soul well yeah it's it's interesting because even though like technically yes these souls aren't like babies but the other souls are childlike yeah they're like brand new they're fresh and this one has like way more just like 
cognizance of what's going on yeah. and like understanding of things because they've spent all of this time being shown like in the hall of everything yeah all the stuff that's on earth they've been shown everything and exposed to everything so many times it's like they are knowledgeable but very like cynical yes because they have not never been able to find this spark and what i find like i kind of want to just get into this like because i feel like this is the most important yeah, part of the movie is just like the theme yeah. of the movie is that like it's so different than what kids movies tend to show you they're often very passion focused where it's about like oh you've just gotta like whatever your thing is that's what's gonna lead you through life and that's like your purpose and that's what's gonna make you happy and like give you goals to accomplish and that's what is important yeah and this movie goes yeah but what if you don't really have a big lofty goal though yeah and that's something i and like you're saying like a lot of people our age really relate to where it's like i think this is kind of promoted also by social media yes. because you see other people and everybody seems like they are doing so much and accomplishing so much and feeling so important mm -hmm. that you feel like if you're not you know changing the world or having some big important job or having some influence on other people. If you don't have like, here is my passion. That's thing that I am so good at that has driven me. And I know that this is my thing and that this is going to become my career in some way mm -hmm. that you're just, you are left feeling very lost. Right. Because you're like, well, then if I don't have a passion in this way, if I don't have a spark, yeah, then what is my point? Yeah. And this movie is kind of, playing with that because we have our main character joe who is the passion driven person yeah he loves the piano he's always wanted to be in a jazz band this has been like driving him through his entire life and then 22 has never been able to find that thing that makes life seem appealing yeah and at the end of the day what they find out is that 20 what 22 needed as their spark wasn't any big you know goal or like oh, I've got to become a, a climate change activist yeah. or something. For them, it was just to see the beauty in the mundane. Just living life. Just enjoying simple things, just eating pizza, having conversations with friends that and family. That can be your purpose. <laughs> and just enjoying being alive for the sake of being alive. And that's what that's what finished their circle and like gave them their spark yeah. to live. And joe then gets to also see because you know his mom keeps telling him how look i know that you want to be in a jazz band but you've just been offered a full-time position as this band teacher and that's going to give you security and insurance and all this stuff and he's been kind of ignoring the influence that he can have on these kids mm -hmm. or the fact that he can have both his passion on the side and have this secure job where he's also can find passion and that's like what des tells him yeah is that he's like wait, you didn't always want to become a barber? And he's like, no, I didn't want to always become a barber, but I ended up becoming one and I ended up loving it mm -hmm. in its own way. And like Joe has just had this tunnel vision that yeah. like if he doesn't become a jazz pianist, nothing else has any point. He's He has basically ignored huge facets of his life. He hasn't made a lot of friends. He hasn't met people. He hasn't tried new things. He hasn't dated people because mm -hmm. he was just so focused on his goal that he didn't live his life. And 22 is, is here to show him like, you got to stop and smell the roses for once for a minute. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Otherwise, 
And what he sees is like he gets what he wants. He gets the position in the jazz band and he does it. And then he's like, that didn't feel quite as exciting as I thought it would. Yeah. He's kind of left going like, I mean, it was good. It felt good. But what now? Yeah. What else do I need? And now I'm realizing that there was a lot of other elements of my life that were being ignored. Yep. Even just how like when 22 is in his body and he's having a conversation with Des. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the first time you've ever not talked about jazz. I you've actually like asked scene. other people about their lives and just talked about any other interest other than jazz. Yeah. It just showed that um, even though Joe is a nice person. He was self-centered. He was on his own train track and he uh-huh. wasn't willing to go off into any other junction to possibly entertain anyone else's interests in a way. Or which to... sounds really awful, but. Well, no, but I mean, or even just to understand that part of happiness also comes from other people. Yeah. And I think. And like from stopping to hear about them and their lives. Yeah. And I think he was just so set and like he needs to be successful to prove his own self-worth. Yeah. That he and to wasn't... prove it to his mom and to prove it to his father who's not no longer alive. Yeah. But it was like this. Oh, he was a jazz musician and he introduced me to jazz. So it's like I got to live up to the legacy. Yeah. And I can't take any breaks. Uh, maybe the thing that you really want, you may get it in a slightly different way. Yeah. Because it's not like for him, like being a band teacher that's still a music related career. Yeah. And that's still allowing him to like inspire students, work with students. When 22 was in his body, he got to uh, see that like, you know, this girl who seemed to actually really love and be good at playing. I think it was the, the trombone. trombone. Yeah. She wanted to give it up because like the other kids were making fun of her and they kind of, you know, invalidated her in that. And she just wanted to quit. And by the end of her, like, hanging out with 22 as Joe for a little while, she decides not to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's valuable. Yes. You maybe following your passion in a slightly different way has helped this girl maintain her passion. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it's not like he can't play jazz at clubs and stuff. And be a teacher. And be a teacher. Yeah. Lots of people have hobbies as well as jobs. Uh-huh. I also really love... But, like, what I was going to say is that, um, is that, like, that can happen. It's, like, you know, if you get so stark on, like, like, we'll take art as an example of, like, Mm -hmm. I have to accomplish it in this way. What if you miss the little side road that was, like, a similar thing, Mm -hmm. but not exactly what you thought your thing would be? And maybe you end up liking that even more. Yeah. And you just, you have no idea. And that is also reinforced a lot by media. Like, follow your dreams and Mm -hmm. your passion. And like, this is the thing that makes you who you are. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's not the only thing. Yeah, I just, there's, there's a, uh, a nihilistic comfort in soul Uh where it delves into the idea that like, you're just a drop in the bucket. Yeah. (laughs) But every drop in the bucket is unique. Uh huh. So you're worth it and you're worth enjoying life and just experiencing the world the way you choose to because yeah every person is unique and you don't need to have the same journey yeah and i thought that they they made another interesting idea in that when they were talking like when he meets um the like hippie guy oh yeah like yeah these people who can like when they meditate they can go into this spirit realm yeah and they First of all, the Lost Souls were terrifying. Oh, They yeah. were so creepy. I loved them. Super creepy. Um, and they've kind of made it their just like side job to go in there occasionally and sail the ship around and like help Lost Souls. And this zone is in the same place as 
the zone. So like there's a moment where like he's getting so into playing the piano and he's like in the zone. That it's, scene is beautiful. It's so cool. Yeah. And it's just that idea of like getting so into what you're doing that you're in the zone. Yeah. You're really feeling it. You're feeling really creative and really like your soul is like happy and yeah. connected with itself. And the lost souls are, pe- are souls that have been kind of like disconnected from themselves their like obsession causes them to either get tunnel vision or become defeatist and like, yeah and they're and just kind of give up yeah and just like have no connection to their passion or their spark for life at all yeah and um oh, what did you say his name is the moonwind moonwind yeah, yeah. moonwind says that the zone and the lost soul realm is the same place yeah because they are similar one is is like passion and the other is obsession and that tunnel vision so like you can get so focused even on this thing that once gave you joy you can get so obsessed with it that it becomes the thing that like disconnects you from your own passion yep and i thought that was an interesting concept was interesting of like putting those because you think of like like oh we found another stockbroker yeah that like the only people who would feel that would be the people who are in this like lifeless job but it also showed one of the lost souls was this guy who was obsessed with um using a metal detector yeah it's just like i need to find treasure yeah obsession of any kind it's kind of it's sort of like how you can have too much of a good thing anything that becomes obsession rather than joy yeah can lead to that like lost feeling yep yep and when 22 like becomes a lost soul i thought it was really interesting how um when they're like spiraling they're seeing all of these past mentors pretty much just telling them like oh you're not you're like the most like worthless soul i've ever met you're never gonna be anything you're never gonna amount to anything Mm -hmm. and i feel like that kind of ties into that when you are that person who's like never really had the big goal you've never been able to find that thing that you're just like fighting and working for your whole life that's when people like to call you lazy yeah or that like oh it's like it's always the like oh if you just really applied yourself yeah you'd be like these other people who have this passion and it's like everyone needs to be an entrepreneur (laughs) yeah and they just made it out like 22 was choosing not to find their passion when what it really was is that 22 wanted nothing more than to find the thing that made life seem appealing yeah they just couldn't find it none of the stuff worked none of the things they looked at a million times opened that up for them they had to go just see life yeah. to want it so it's like i just thought that was they, they're just so good and creative in this movie the way they like paralleled stuff the way it's like if you take a kid who's having a hard time figuring out what they want to do or like feeling motivated just telling them that they're lazy and that yeah. they're not doing they're not trying hard enough is not the thing that's going to help them it's not going to motivate feel good you. and be motivated and find what their thing is literally one of my favorite moments after his big night when he finally gets back and he gets to play at the jazz club with dorothea williams um also all the shots of the band and oh, dorothea yeah. williams gorgeous yeah. the lights on all the like the sweat it's like a yes. weird thing to be like hypnotized I, over i at one point got so focused on his hands yeah. he was playing the piano I, know. I was like oh his skin it looks so interesting and realistic but like not realistic because yeah. it's like cartoony but, but it's not <laughs> they did a good job of making it not feel like uncanny valley no or anything. no not at all because it's still so stylized yeah. and you're like oh this is a pixar movie yes 
I I love Dorothea's design and her hair. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. But um, I love the moment after the big performance mm-hmm. where she finally opens up to him. I don't know if she finally got respect for him or she's yeah. just like letting her walls down because uh-huh. she realizes something's he's, up with him. And he's not crazy. Yeah, and he's not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I really love her little parable yeah. that she gives him about the fish in the ocean. Uh-huh. I heard this story about a fish. He swims up to this older fish and says, I'm trying to find this thing they call the ocean. The ocean, says the older fish. That's what you're in right now. This, says the young fish, this is water. What I want is the ocean. See you tomorrow. I felt like that summarized the movie really oh, yes. well. And is a great, just like, <laughs> I'm terrible about being that person who just hears an inspirational quote. And I'm like, oh, wow. I don't have a vision board, but I'll just <laughs> save a bunch of pictures and be like, I'll look at that later. And I never do. Uh, um, but this was actually something that I think I, love, I will remember. I, I'm a quote lover. Yeah, me too. Like, I will, I'm that person who like will see the, like a significant quote and be like, wow. I'm going to think about that for a yeah. while. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention that was kind of interesting was that um, all the other souls in the, the beginning, mm-hmm. um, they all have the same face. They oh, all right. are super new. They yeah. all have the same face. Different voices, but the same face. And I just thought it was interesting that 22's been around so long that their mm-hmm. face is unique. Yeah, like they've almost started to develop a personality before they've even like their soul left. is evolving in such a way that they've been around that they're like well this is their life so yeah they're like becoming a a character and honestly at first before um 22 found their spark mm-hmm. i thought i was like is it public speaking <laughs> because the barber's shop scene <laughs> yeah 22 was well, just yeah, like I, super inspirational i almost thought that it was going to be like were you meant to be a philosopher or something you're just meant to like to be like a conversationist. Yeah. A, Ted talker. <laughs> a Ted talker. Yeah. Just someone like who just likes having deep conversations yeah. with people. But I also feel like that was just because they they had like gathered so much insight. They're thousands of billions yeah. of years old. This is like all the stuff they've been pondering for all this yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is interesting. And it's because it seemed like all the other souls, it's like pretty much as soon as they have, they've been given a personality and they find their spark and then they just get booted right down to earth. Mm-hmm. They've never, they haven't had a chance to really develop at all yeah. while they're in this area. Yeah. I can't remember what they called it. Sort of like a nursery-esque the kind kindergarten. of. kindergarten. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Um, so it is interesting that it's like she got to kind of form a little bit more. Yeah. But it's like you said, it really does feel like, oh, that's where old souls come from. They're yeah. the ones that like took longer to develop. And we were kind of talking about this, too. Um, They don't blatantly say what is possible with this. Mm -hmm. Um, But the idea of reincarnation in this world, Mm -hmm. we were saying, like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting is if um, your mentor, the person that you are taught by in the the beginning, Uh is kind of like the person that inspires you. So, like on earth if there's Uh someone who's like oh i really relate to them or you have like past memories is it because you saw them in the like oh like they were your mentor yeah and they saw your like you saw their projection so Uh for some reason you still have like connect with a glimpse of their life yeah because you got to have like a view yeah of their life from this kind of inside yeah perspective it's not canon but it was interesting the only (laughs) thing that i would have added to this movie that i thought they were gonna do but i really i really hoped they were gonna do is that because like um, Joe got another chance at life. Yeah. They decided the, the, the Jerry's decided that he inspired them so much that they were, they were like, 
we're just going to let you live. Mm-hmm. We're just going to let you go back to Earth. And, we're, and they just move the thing over so Terry doesn't notice yeah. that, the count, What's that? that the count is off. <laughs> they don't actually show us what he decides to do, which I also kind of liked that version of things where it's like, it's just maybe he does something else. I don't know. Yeah. What I was kind of hoping would happen was that maybe they'd show him like maybe like a few years have passed and he's like really loving being a band teacher now. And then maybe the the kid who 22 became yeah. is in his band class. I would really love And there's that. just like a moment of him being like, there's something so familiar about you. Yeah. Or I just can't like put my finger on it. Their humor or something. Yeah. Would be, it's that like, comes through. it's like, Oh, that makes me think of someone. <laughs> and he's just like, huh? No, maybe. <laughs> well, and that's one of the other thing I want to know is that, is Joe going to remember everything that happened? Like, or is it going to fade? Seeing how life is created. And he's so- one of the only people. Well, I guess Moonwind and people like them know too. Yeah, that's true. But I guess, yeah, I guess it's like the really spiritual people who have like connected. Yeah. Kind of understand it too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wonder if he will remember this or if it will kind of fade a bit over time and become foggier as just kind of like, Oh yeah, this really weird thing happened to me when I had this like near death experience and I was in the hospital. And yeah. Stuff. I hope this movie really holds the test of time and that people really remember it. Cause mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, at least our generation, the, in the, the age of quarantine yeah. <laughs> will definitely remember it because I think it had a huge impact on a lot of people because it was like the perfect message yes. that people needed. Right there was now. already kind of something about our generation that that message is important for. Yeah. And then add the quarantine stuff on top of it. And it was like the perfect recipe for like needing to hear this completely. Because like, like I said, I relate so much to 22 and I, it's really nice to throw out that perspective that like, Hey, if you don't have the big goals and the big passion and the big driving force, that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you're less than the people who do have the passion and the drive and the spark and the goal. Maybe you, the fact that you just like living every day is enough. Yeah. And that you can just find joy in being alive. Yeah. And the little moments that make life enjoyable. That's what I find interesting about this movie in comparison to there was this other movie in like, I think, 2012 that I found really inspiring at the time Mm -hmm. um, called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, I've never seen that. Um, I think it's Ben Stiller, who's the main guy. Hmm. Um, They had a lot of comedians in the main roles, but the movie was supposed to be about like this guy who's like really down on his job. Yeah. And then for some reason, he just like leaves and then he goes and explores the world and goes everywhere and does all these things to finally experience life because he realized I'm 39, maybe 35, and Mm -hmm. I haven't experienced anything yet. And with that movie, it's just like to truly live. You must travel. You have to do. (laughs) Yeah, you have to do everything. You have to be able bodied. You have to be financially financially sound. Yeah. And what I like so much more about that is. That is a message I always hate is the is the like you just haven't lived until you've traveled the world like traveling is for some people, but it's not for everybody. Um, And that's why I like so much about soul is that it's just like no matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter where you live, there's beauty in the world and you can find it. Yeah. What it makes me think of is um, a very different film. (laughs) Um, The Crow. Oh yeah. In the the movie, I don't I don't think this quote is from the comic. I think it's just from the the movie. The movie. Um he says something to the like police officer guy how he's like little things used to mean so much to Shelley. Yeah. I always thought they were kind of trivial. 
And then he like pauses. He's like, nothing is trivial. I love that. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, this this movie, I think, just struck a chord with our generation. And mm-hmm. I just really hope that a lot of people will remember it. I Like when people say like, oh, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Uh-huh. I don't necessarily know if people will bounce to soul. I think for me, it is. It's really good. As it's far so as like, amazing. for me, I think it's my favorite like slice of life yeah. Pixar movie. Um, Cause it's like, I watched up in the hospital. Funny enough, it was a weird time to watch up. Um, <laughs> and it was a good movie. I had no desire to ever watch it again. Yeah. This one, I'm like, I think if I try to think like, what's my favorite slice of life movie, whether it like Coco, even these ones that have fantastic elements. Yeah. Um, I think I'd have to say this one is my favorite. And then as far as like my favorite princess one, that's a whole different thing. Totally. Or my favorite fantasy one, that's another different thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think Soul is up there as like maybe my favorite new Pixar movie. Yeah, honestly for this me too. Flavor. It's really, really good. And if you listen to this whole podcast and you didn't watch it, uh, what are you doing? You should still watch it. You should even if you, if can. you listen to it. If you can, Disney Plus. It's not super expensive, but, but like maybe you have a friend who has it. Maybe you have a friend who has it. We and won't they, like let you log into we it. We do not judge. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was our review of Soul. Super good. Uh, where can they find you? You you can find me at Renata Ravenclaw on Instagram. Where can they find you? You guys can find me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Benji Campbell at LADNJI. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Nerdy Nuggets was brought to you by viewers like you. If you have any viewer questions, you can send them to our email. Our email is nerdynuggetspodcast at gmail.com. We also have social media pages for Nerdy Nuggets. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nerdy Nuggets. Send us your questions. We don't bite.